Good evening, everybody. It's so good to see you all here. We are, uh, we've got an impromptu uh, visit at the laundromat while we get our comforter dry because they're calling for rain again in the forecast. And of course, the last time I tried to do all my laundry at once, uh, it decided it was going to rain. And that was Labor Day weekend. And let me tell you guys, we got more rain that one weekend than we did with my own hurricane that comes through. They hit right on. Um, it was kind of ironic because Sarah come down over from Missouri and my cousin come in from Georgia. And so we had to uh, rethink um, about everything we were doing. So it seems like every time I want to try to get all of my laundry done, it rains, but that's okay. Uh, We've got light. We've got everyone here that's a wonderful family. And our brother John is in the house. Hey, John, I'm so glad you could join me. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Oh, it's wonderful to have you here, man. I'm so I'm so thankful that you're able to, to get it fit in and, and talk about all of this good stuff tonight. Tonight we're going to be discussing um, a little bit on the symbolism from what we were talking about last week on frequency and just kind of let it go with the flow and see where it takes us. But I know it's going to be a wonderful show and it looks like we've got all of our wonderful family here in the house. Hey, Ryan, Tam, Insidious, Jeff, Echoes, Paper Bag. I'm so glad to have y'all here. Homegrown gals in the house. So it's going to be a good night. Say what's here. Looks like we got everybody here. I'm going to try not to be nervous with having everyone here. Hey, Miss Angie, sister girl. I saw yourselves. It's wonderful. Uh, so, yes, I'm going to try not to be nervous tonight like I was last Thursday when it kind of got big. I like to stay like the quiet, like like baby in the corner off Dirty Dancing, you know? I just like want to be quiet and not be be heard but then i decided to do a podcast so what was i thinking there right well you got you got some pretty you got a lot of southern in you you all like to talk we do and that's that's what that's the glory of god here because uh <laughs> you know that gets me through so um last time we talked about merc i did not get to get into the symbology on merc and it was really interesting when i was looking at merc's I don't know if y'all have noticed or not, but the symbol for Merck has a capsule and two pills in there. And not only that, but there was another one that I was looking at as well that had really interesting symbology behind it. I've not had a chance to dig yet uh, because it's just been a very busy day, but I'm going to pull that up real fast because I did screenshot when I was looking at this. And, of course, now I can't find it right off. There it is. Okay, so I, some of the symbology here that I was noticing when I was pulling up some of these uh, logos, pharmaceuticals, was Abbott has the the blue, not the triangle, but it's it's an A, but it's weird how it goes around. And it's kind of like the open square and kind of not spirals around, but it sort of spirals. It doesn't spiral in a circle, but spirals in a square. Which one Bristol was that? Square, what? Which one was that? Did you say Abbott? 
Abbott. Yes, that's Abbott. That's their company logo. And I'll put this in uh, Knickknacks. I always try to make sure to put all the stuff that we discuss in Knickknacks so that way people can go back and find it. Because being a Southern gal from Atlanta and short, we learn how to move fast and we learn how to talk fast. Because if not, all the other gigantic people that are like five foot ten, you know, kind of get in overpower us. So <laughs> we talk fast and we move fast. And so sometimes I do get talking fast and I don't want to do that. So when I do, I, I try to make sure all of this stuff is in there and I'll put this in there in just a moment. But another one I found was Bristol Myers Squibb. Theirs was the most interesting. And I'm gonna go ahead and and upload that now. So, and I'll send it to you too, John, so you could see that as well. Bristol Myers Squibb was a really interesting one because that one has, it's almost like an octagon um, shape, but it's six sided. It's got the six um, split up pentagrams, sort of, not really quite a pentagram because I think that's five, but. The way that it's divided, it's got the center star, which some people have called that the, it's like the, the life or zero point yeah, um, in physics. You've heard of that? I, I, well, I see the symbol and it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. It's Isn't a it? Yes. It's like a decahedron that has multi-sides with the star in the middle. That's what it is. Okay. See, I knew I had the smart guy on with me for a reason. <laughs> Um, yeah, so when I was looking at some of the stuff, like with the two tourists and the toroidal fields, and even like with Merck, all of them seemed to have this one thing in common, which was the zero point. From um, like with the two infinity signs together, and it has the flower there, it's like a, a, an Easter egg opened, and they have like a two affinity event where the horizons meet. And it always seems to go back to this zero point, even what they call the flower of life. It's a uh, seven petal or seven circles. On, the lotus. Um, the lotus, yes. And the center of it is the eyeball. And what do they usually call, you know, they say that humans have something called a third eye, um, which is our, I'm trying to think of the word for that, um, the pineal gland. Yes, those pineal glands. And so that's something that has been, I guess, hidden from us and blocked by different medications and different frequencies and vaccinations and stuff. And they say that 97% of our DNA is, is junk DNA, which I don't think that's correct because, you know, God doesn't make junk and God makes us all. So I definitely. Yeah, I think that's the way of letting the of of getting us to let them manipulate the DNA. Yes, and with that, you know, we I was looking at and I shared an article the other day from uh, the World Economic Forum, and where they were on, and it was ironic that the article was released November thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. And you know how they like their their fours and stuff. And, you know, they're talking about the COP27, which has taken place. It's going on this week, I think from the 8th through the 16th. But I believe the 13th was a big day that the Pope was 
doing his new Ten Commandments and um, stuff at the fake Mount Sinai because the one that they're at, Mount Horeb, is definitely the real Sinai. And I've had some others that have agreed with that as well. Um, but it was ironic that they actually were, you know, trying to bring this about at that time. And I'm trying to find the note that I had here. What they were doing was um, trying to actually use mind control with sound and frequency and vibrations to be able to control people's thoughts and thought process. And they usually do that, you know, a lot through like frequencies and stuff like that. We were talking um, a little bit before the show about how you actually will listen to Pantera before, um, you know, to like boost your mood. And that's definitely, we're sure not 432 or 528, right? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely 440. But yeah, it, it, as heavy as it is and as crazy and chaotic as it is, it, it helps me center. I find my place in that kind of music. Yeah, and that's that's really awesome that you're able to do that because, you know, and, and different sounds and types of sounds and frequencies will elicit different emotions from so many other people. Um, and so what the World Economic Forum back in 2018, they were talking about using sound to control the mind. They had the um, Council of Foreign Relations, Bilderberg, which, of course, Bilderberg, you know, we know they're all evil satanic people that, you know, just want to depopulate and have the elite control the world, as well as the Trilateral Commission. Yeah. Um, they had the top 2,500 business leaders that were there, and they were discussing about how the neuromodulation focuses the ultrasound waves into a region of the brain to where they could change the neuron activity. And just like with Pantera, listening to that, you know, boost your mood. Well, somebody else, especially, you know, if you think about, we, we've, we've had some really good characters that have come around, you know, on the whole Bard's Nation podcast as of late and, you know, for the last few years. And I was thinking about how, you know, after you had said that, I was like, hmm, I wonder what Pantera would do to that person. You know, and I'm not going to name the person and we don't have to name the person at all. But just in general, how those different frequencies, you know, could really be able to, you know, elicit different responses out of different people. Right. Well, you and, said something real interesting with the uh, using pulse on pulsed uh, electromagnetics to control neurons, which uh, this is something I've been harping on for 10 years now is the Hendrix and Lou patents that, uh, that were, that were listed in the 1990s. And these Hendrix and Lou patents were literally the patents for the electronic manipulation of neurons using electronic media. That's what these patents were all about. Really? So what all did they, what was he doing with that? He was using monitors to uh, basically they're pulsing electromagnetic signals through the monitors and it could be visual or visual or that you don't even have to be in line of sight because when they pulse these frequencies through monitors, it can affect your skin cells and the skin cells can act as a carrier to transfer that energy to your neurons. Um, they, uh, they basically figured out 
how to use digital signals to control people. So uh, one of those psychoelectronic weapons, right? Uh, yes. The, the, the crutch to it back in the 90s was they weren't able to use analog signals to transmit the um, electro electromagnetic pulses because they pulse too quickly for the analog signal to have any effect on neurons. Hence the switch in the early 2000s over to all digital signal broadcasting. That's the only way they could use it. And I think the graphene and the chitin both play a role in the signal processing of those emitted electron micro electromagnetic pulses. Like oh, the, that's why they want us to eat the bugs. They want us eating bugs because chitin chemically binds with graphene and it creates a electroabsorbent sponge, basically. So, so it'll absorb the frequencies a lot better and it'll give more surface area to the graphene oxide. Yeah, and Echoes was making a comment here. Um, she was talking about 5G, and that's exactly what I, what I think they're going with, too. Because I, I saw where you were discussing that in the, the Bards FM family room, and you shared it in our mod room about that. And I was like, it was like a light bulb went off, you know, because that's exactly what they're trying to do is to be able to activate these different things in us to be able to, to control us. Essentially, yeah. you know, they always try to tell us what they're doing before they do it, right? So it's not like they're really trying to hide it. Right. But These patents are readily available. I, I post links to them all the time in different places just so people are aware of them. But I don't see a lot of focus being paid and a lot of, tension, of, of attention being paid to these patents and what they could possibly do. And I think it all plays together. I think these patents from the 90s, because the inventor of these patents' his name was Hendrickson, Hendrickus Liu. And I did a deep dive into this guy, and he never existed. He doesn't have birth records. He doesn't have death records. But DARPA owns all the patents. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Because DARPA, you know, became Facebook. The day that Facebook opened, DARPA stopped. And we know from discussing, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and how awful of a person he is. So there you go. Yeah, and that explains Barbara's. Jeff's like, and there's your answer. So that does explain. That's interesting. The guy never even existed. No, it was And that's kind of like with those cloning, like with the pictures when they, they all use these, these crisis actors on a lot of things. And I, I feel very bad for Alex Jones. I mean, he's always... He presents knowledge and facts, and I may not always agree with his very angry tone all the time, but he's right. And, you know, what they're doing, they're trying to pay off the, the deficit in America by suing him. And it's like, yeah. you know, I what happened to free speech? Right. I think he was 100% right about Sandy Hook. So. Exactly. Well, the one of the teachers there, they um, I've got a, a, a picture of her. Side by side um, of her at Sandy Hook and then her at another one. And I think it was even like with the uh, Parkland shooting down in Florida. It was the same thing. And then I just saw yesterday or today, early this morning, where they were back in Charlottesville, Virginia again. And I, I mean, this is sad to say, but I, I seriously thought, are they really running out of places? Are they trying to trigger another response? Well, you know, because of the the event that happened before. And, you know, they're really trying to, I think, in my opinion, 
they're, they've been trying to start a racial war. Um, and, and Charlottesville was one of them where they, they first initiated that and then decided, oh, well, we're going to go back to that since, you know, the sum of love didn't work and, and everything else hasn't worked. So they're like trying to reignite and use old playbooks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think none of this is really new. I think they did the same thing during the Spanish flu. They same did. They did do a lot of the same stuff in the Spanish flu. And they say, you know, you know, history repeats itself. And it really does because they don't take anything new. They take what was already there and either maybe change it a little bit to throw people off. or And people don't even pay attention, for one, to history. Yeah. And two, there were spoon fed the information so fast with so much that we're constantly in an adrenaline type state of fight or f- fight or flight. So right. your body What's never it? has that chance if you're focused on the news to process what's actually happening. Yeah, exactly. And, it, it, you know, if you go back to kind of like I was saying on Kilted Christian, in just a hundred years, they were able to completely wipe out the history of giants across this country. So they could really have done this time and time and time again and just completely erased the history and inserted their own history in there. We have no idea how many times they've done this. Exactly. Yeah. And see, like with the mud floods and stuff, you know, that's what they did with that. They, They used the mud floods to cover up some of this stuff and it's not until you know now where we're seeing a lot of it start to come up to light and we're actually using the internet for for good you know because god's going to always turn anything that they intend for bad god will always turn to good if you look for that good he's going to give you that and and show you that and so where they thought okay well we're going to get people hooked on the internet and, and hooked on porn well people i mean they they sell through that thankfully i mean yes we've got a lot of evil wicked people out there that still try to to use it for bad but there's so many more of us that now are finally starting and that was thanks i really think to to the q movement and the MAGA movement to bring us together collectively and that's what i did like about with, with the Q movement, and I won't get into much on the Q part, but the collective Q was one of those, that's what, you know, it started out as, is the collective Q. Well, it brought so many different people from so many different backgrounds together that never would have been able to know, oh, okay, well, this person's like me, or they, they're similar to me. We are not all alike, but we still, you know, are being able to get together and kind of group off in a way that they never even expected us to be able to do. Well, that's the thing is we're not as different as they want us to believe we are. Yeah. You know, they, 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 they love pointing out differences amongst groups and peoples and classes and even genders, of course. But Oh yeah. Well, Oh gosh. About on the genders, me and Jack was, we went into tractor supply yesterday. We normally do our, our bird feed run on Friday or Saturday, but this week, you know, Friday we had to go to bed early. So unfortunately I was, I was playing catch up today and over the weekend on the shows. Chris was excellent on Kilted Christian the other night. And so was the testimony 
on Brothers and a Bible last night. I missed that one. But we were talking about, because we went Sunday, yesterday, to Tractor Supply. And we were talking on the way in about how they're they're doing. There was somebody he had looked and saw online or something. And he was talking about this, this whole transgender thing. And I'm like, you know, they're really like... They're, they're taking what used to be considered schizophrenia with multiple personality disorders. You know, you've got one person trying to be three different people. I think it was something he saw on Twitter that had a guy that thought she was, uh, that was identifying as a woman, but also identifying as, I don't know. It was like really confusing, but it is very. I was like, you know, we have a, a, a psychiatrist shortage anyway. We've had this going on for at least since 2014 that I know of for a fact. And so they're, they're taking people now and instead of being able to redirect them, you know, to mental health, they're actually making it look like it's a good thing to have this. I mean, this gender identity crisis. I mean, that's just schizophrenia covered up. And by the time they get done with manipulating our children, or the children in, you know, that they're manipulating, not necessarily ours, because, you know, we're, we're trying our best, but by the time they get finished manipulating all of them, the mental health issues that's going to be prevalent in, in the world is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, I've had a real problem with psychiatric medicine for a long time anyways, uh, Growing up an ADHD kid on Adderall and Ritalin and Silert and all this other weird methamphetamine medication. I just have, I have serious doubts about it, about the way they treat people. And if you look at the average transgender person that actually goes through transition into the other sex through the hormone therapy and or surgery, I think the average they spend on medical care post-op and post Transition is about thirteen million dollars each, is what they said the average. Wow! So you're looking at a thirteen million dollar revenue stream from each person that they're able to affect with this stuff for the rest of their lives because they're literally on insured medication for the rest of their lives. Hmm. So See, I knew it was high, but I didn't know it was that like yeah, that high. These people. And that's actually how uh, my daughter has a best friend who was identifying. As as a boy, but not really going to the like she wasn't doing the hormonal stuff. And we talked to her and we took her. I mean, she we've known this this child since she was you know in second grade. That's when her and my daughter met. And now right. they're seniors in high school and going to the same college. And it was it's been something that when it it started about three years ago, and the school was actually because they are in public schools. And I, you know, even though we have what I would consider one of the most conservative schools, and I say that because I've been, you know, I've been involved and I've seen it, but even though, you know, they are, you know, they're in a conservative school with, with people that generally don't view that in that way, like the whole transgender stuff, it's become so prevalent. And we were, um, we were talking, Anita had shared a video with us in um, Christ Followers. It was a wonderful video. It was a transgender girl that was talking about how 
she got into the whole transgender part and how she regretted it. And so I shared that with her and I talked with her and, you know, she sees us at home praying and I'm not trying to like boast or anything, but when we did the college tour um, open house on Saturday, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, if y'all want to be roommates and that's what they want to do because both of them are like, Oh, college is fun, but I want to make sure I get the roommate that I, I want. And, uh, I'd already told her mom, you know, how about Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt, if they got busted out, I think it was project Veritas maybe, or somebody else had busted them out about how they were talking about wanting to, to go into all of this transgender stuff because of the money, not because of, of trying to do anything for the well-being of the person, but more for the money. And that's what all of this is, is about, even with pharma. They want the money. They don't care about the person. They don't and once they, they get the money, they do the surgeries, they don't care what happens in the fallout afterwards. Even like with the COVID shots, all these jabs that they're doing, they don't care about the fallout. But we were talking and I said, you know, if you identify as, as a boy, you can't be roommates because they don't allow that. You know, you have to be in the room with the same sex, right? regardless of what you identify. If you identify as a man or a boy and you're a girl, you're going to be put with another man. And that puts these girls at, I mean, it puts the boys at risk too, but boys, their bodies are made differently. God made them differently for a reason. Right. Our, our physiological differences are that way for a reason. So, it's not the able to, or a boy, man, whatever, to or a girl. You've got right. this girl that's confused in there with a room with a, you know, with a man. And what's going to happen? She's going to get raped. Right. Regardless. You know, I mean, not saying it's going to definitely happen, but the, the chances are very much there. And so I was like, you know, y'all can't be roommates if you're identifying as a boy. And she said, I know. And I said, okay, so you're not identifying as a boy no more. And she said, no. And I was like, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. If it, if it took college or, you know, right. whatever, I don't care. But as long as she's getting it finally through her head that she's not. And I'm hoping and praying that her mom may have spoke to her because I sent her all of that Vanderbilt stuff. And I sent her that transgender link. And we haven't really spoken a whole lot since, but... I know she knows that I'm coming from a place of, of care and that's what a lot of people have been going through, you know, because so many people, these children are getting manipulated because they're all they're wanting is to fit in. And usually it's because they're missing something at home. You know, they're not getting the love and attention and affection that right. they should be at home because they're, they're being tossed off on a video game or do this or whatever or to where the parents are involved. And it's sad, but like the people doing these surgeries, they don't, they don't care, you know, and they're not going to follow them. All they, like I said, all they want is the money. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. As soon as you leave the door, even, I mean, even my, my surgeon that worked on my hand, you know, as soon as you walk out the door, you're done. He's on to the next surgery. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, okay, well, you know, you're, you're back to the family that's got to, you know, help rebuild this child that's been broken down because of a broken system that cares nothing but about money and that's the thing like with with the frequency um you know with them trying to with WEF doing this 
using that neuromodulation. And they even said that this technology, it should be under the control of the global elite. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly who needs control of that. The global elite, the ones that are already trying to kill so many people and manipulate people. Yeah, that's who needs control of that. As if they didn't have enough control, right? Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think the vax is the, I think that's the key to them unlocking the neuro control, sadly, because it's coming up more and more now. It is. It definitely is. And, you know, like with the um, the singing bowls or they sometimes they call them ring gongs or even like if you with, with crystal or with even some wine glasses, you know, you could take and fill them up with water and and run your finger around it and you could hear that that vibration. And if you do it well enough and have the right amount of fluid in there, you could see that moving. And that's what they're doing with those sound waves is being able to, you know, like you said with the skin, you know, our skin is the largest, unless you want to go by what they're trying to say now on the epithelial, uh, the endothelial, I think is what it was as the largest organ, but the skin has always been the largest organ of the body which has the most neurons, which I'm sure you're being able to see now, especially with your hand surgery, you're seeing exactly how many neurons you have in your skin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and and they're able to do that. Like with those physiological, um, uh, uh, psychoelectronic weapon effects, some of those effects, they can force memory blanking and, um, induce erroneous actions. They can do changes to your hearing, which mm-hmm. I've had, and I've talked about it. I know Duncan's talked about it. I think you've even had some issues with your hearing. Um, and that I think comes from the 5G, not yeah. even from the graphene, but you could tell that you've got a change in the direction and the volume, even my AirPods, you know, I can, I can have my left AirPod in and I can't hardly hear out of it, but if I touch it and move it just a certain way in my ear, I can actually hear it better. Right. Um, They can control your speech through different force manipulation of the airways. (laughs) They can um, cause your heart to race wildly without any kind of cause. They can um, remotely induce violent, uh, no rash itching. They can... can, um, Emotions. They can elicit sexual excitation. They can elicit sleep. They can elicit uh, anger, any of the emotions. Is what they've done over the years, you know, through all the all the medical testing, all the um, EM, EM, uh, the uh, electronic monitoring of neurons in our brains. They know what emotions elicit which frequencies, and they're able to yeah, match sure frequencies do. with those emotions. And when they send those frequencies into your body, it hits those sectors of the brain that causes those neurons to fire and create that emotion in you. Yeah. 1974, they had the first unclassified successful transmission of the human voice directly into the skull of a living person. It was performed by Dr. Joseph C. Sharp of the Walter Reed army Institute, which that's where Trump went. And they used it by transforming a a hypnotist um, voice using the lower silent sound or the uh, Smirnoff scramble methods that was used also in the Gulf War, where it was able to hypnotize the target without the target being aware 
and they could hide it. There was no trace evidence left. And, you know, they, they started this back on um, during MK Ultra, which goes back to Merck again, because um, the guy, let me find his name. Well, there was the a gentleman that was murdered. Uh, that was the thing with frequencies is they're only detectable when they're being emitted. You know, yeah. once, once you stop emitting that frequency and the action's taking place, you can't detect it anymore. No. And so then it's like, it's better than, what was that, uh, that blue cyanide stuff that they, um, that you can actually kill somebody with. It's not traceable. Like if they ingest it, they'll die and yeah. you can't find it. Or their heart attack gun that they had in the seventies. I didn't hear. Uh, no, this is different than that. What was that with one? Uh, they had a gun in the seventies that they could. It was it was basically shot a little rice grain projectile into you, and it would cause a heart attack. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they've had well, the you know for a while. They haven't had the ability to unleash it on the public until they get us afraid enough to want to accept it, which is what I think COVID was all about, of course. Yeah, and some, some of those subliminal messages and, you know, stuff like that, too. Frank Olson. So Frank Olson, he was the first guy to um, initiate the U.S. bioweapon program in World War II. They dosed him, Sidney Godelib, which I think there's a Godelib now that's in the, um, the FDA, or just left um, FDA, um, but he was dosed by Sydney with LSD without his knowledge, and um, that's a rough. He ride. died nine days later. They said he fell from a hotel, but we know how that goes. So it's interesting that they. I wonder. I guess the acid didn't have the effect that they wanted it to, so they killed him because the LSD wouldn't have killed him. Right. No, no. The LSD didn't. They did kill him um, because he was he had figured out what was going on. And, you know, they I think that he was getting ready to talk um, and he knew too much. So they were like, OK, we can't have this because if this happens, then we're going to get busted. And so they definitely didn't want that out. Um, he was also with. uh Sidney Godelib, his alias was Joseph Snyder because they actually brought him into court, which was the um, Rockefeller Commission report on the CIA in 1975 because of him dying. Well, they brought him into court and it was, uh, um, they did a court before a church committee. He was actually, he ran a leper hospital in India. Which, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming out of, of India um, with, like, pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. But he, um, on the first day in, in the CIA, he was recommended by a Baldwin, which was ironic because Baldwin also founded and ran the biowarfare program at Fort Detrick. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, this stuff has been going on for a long time, but I think that... Frank Olson was wanting to actually um, discuss what was going on, and Sidney Godelep did not want that out. So when he was going to talk, they killed him. 
Um, I forgot the hotel's name that he fell from, but it was in New York. The family, um, they wound up settling and they were supposed to get like a really large settlement that wound up like $750,000, which was nothing compared to, you know, this guy. I mean, the value of this man's brain alone was worth more than that. Because right. he, he invented so much and kind of like, like Tesla did, you know, he was very, very big in the government and with the programs and stuff like that. And so they just, and, and I really think that the government had something to do with, with Nikola Tesla's death because they didn't want all of that stuff out there. They didn't want it seen. They didn't want to do free energy. They didn't want any yeah. of that. No, they were. Nope. J.P. Morgan got really upset when he found out what Tesla was doing and shut him down and used the media to make him the quintessential mad scientist. Him and yeah. Edison. Edison used uh, Edison killed elephants at the state fair just trying to show how dangerous Tesla was. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the, that. Uh, the 19, 1890 World's Fair, I think it was, 1895, maybe 96, somewhere in there, 18, late 1800s. But Edison was trying to show how dangerous the work Nikola Tesla was doing with alternating currents by killing elephants with it. Now, is that the World's Fair that they did in St. Louis? Yes. It, oh, uh, that's St. Louis or Chicago. I'm not sure which one. It might have been Chicago. Talking about the World's Fair, you know, it's really interesting how they they supposedly constructed that in a week's time. And these are really big, magnificent structures that they built. I remember seeing some of it when we were at Bart's Fest um, inside the mall. They had the pictures and stuff like that, especially down by where the, the Ninja Warrior course was. And looking right. at that, looking at some <laughs> of the pictures from some of the World's Fairs at the time, I don't see how... They were able to build that within one week. I mean, it's I'm sure it's probably possible, but to destroy it right after right. doesn't make sense. You know, what were they hiding? What were they getting rid of that was there? Because the places line up really well with a lot of the places that are really usually they're they're like close to the um, like different fault lines and, and stuff lines. like that. The 33rd parallel? Yes. I hadn't heard it called that, but yeah, that's probably exactly what it is. Like, when you said the 33rd, you know, it made me think of, like, Masonic stuff. So, it probably, yeah. Can you explain what is the 33rd parallel? So, uh, as far as I know, the 33rd parallel is where the ley lines are for where the, probably where I would, I would think the magnetic energy of the Earth is the highest. Because they build all the uh, Gobeki Tempe, the pyramids, uh, Machu Picchu, all that stuff's built on those lines. So it, oh. you know, it might have even had something to do with the fields of the Earth and them being able to move the rocks in those specific locations better than the rest of the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you know we don't. I don't for a minute believe that there were thousands of slaves moving all the rocks to build the pyramids. It just doesn't make sense. Um, no. Time-wise, how they could have had that and got that done. But if they were using some kind of zero-pointer Tesla energy to actually move these rocks, which I don't know. I have no evidence of that, of course. But 
And that's something that they could have also used sound frequency to move because I know back in um, even, oh gosh, was it in the, it's somewhere in the Himalayas, I think they were moving rocks and even cutting like laser, it looked like laser cut rocks um, from sound frequency. They could actually use those, those um, pitches, just like with the, you know, well, like I said, with the wine glass in the water, you can use that resonant frequency to, to break stuff, to move stuff. They had um, a bunch of, I don't know if she is meaning to do that. I don't think so. Okay. Sorry. Echoes was, uh, it was coming up for a call in. So I wanted to make sure if she was, or was not trying to get a call in. in. Right. Um, But they would use very true. Those, um, they were like the big, they're not the trumpets or the, but it was something similar to like a digger do, but it was like a really big horn and they would have people gather. Um, I think it was more of the monks there, but they would gather in formation and they would use the sound to actually move a lot of the stones and rocks out of the way. And they could move oh, yeah. several of them in, in an hour. Sound is, I mean, sound and light, actually light is is everything even matter is is light and i just it, it's interesting how god works and how he reveals things because on duncan's show we kind of talked about that a little bit and i started to think of how how light could become matter and how how does this work right mm-hmm. well this uh the guy i follow on youtube that i post a lot of his stuff on theory of apophysis um he's a physicist he's also a language expert no, he's a brilliant guy. I post the stuff on magnetism all the time. It's actually where I got the little picture of my toroids. It was from his channel. But he's been working on the same exact thing that I was talking about with Duncan Thursday. And just 23 hours ago, he posted this. And I'll read it. Um, it's kind of hard to read, so bear with me. But after, after directing my mind intensely to what I knew must be the simplest answer to the reconciliation of light and matter... Meaning, how do these two work together? Since high energy light is fundamental matter, meaning that when a light wave propagates, I say light wave, but it's not really a wave. Light is a perturbance in the ether. Sound is a perturbance in the ether, and it perturbs outwards from the source. It's not. There's not actually speed. There's not actually photons. There's not uh, not photons. It's 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 a perturbance in the ether. So he goes on to say, high, in, high energy light is fundamental matter, hydrogen, and all atoms are compounded hydrogen, meaning that it's a base hydrogen atom with a certain arrangement of protons and neurons or neutrons in it. Um, I'm proud to present the simplest answer. First, one must disregard C as speed. He's got an equation here, and the equation is P equals F C squared cubed. But what he's doing with this equation is showing how these waves that are emitted by things, sound waves, light waves, whatever it is, when they become such a high energy wave, it becomes spherical harmonics, meaning that the wave is the wave no longer has valleys and troughs or troughs and, and peaks. It doesn't have that anymore. 
the wave condenses and collapses into solid matter because there is no trough and there is no apex to the wave. So all matter is actually light, which is completely scriptural because in the beginning, God said, let there be light. Yeah. And he used high energy light. He used high energy light to create everything that we see in existence. And it's all, like Tesla said, it's all frequency and vibration. Yeah, because Tesla said, one of his <laughs> quotes that I absolutely love, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And that's what it is. Light becomes matter, and matter becomes light. And when that, ladder becomes, when that light becomes matter, it can raise its frequency by, or raise its energy level by adding protons, electrons, neutrons, whatever they, atoms are supposedly made of, of. And then it becomes the next next element, basically. And he actually has a chart of the actual real elements because our periodic table is based on atomic theory and not energy theory, so to speak. Well, that makes sense because they want to hide it from us. And they want to hide everything from us that's truth, right? But yeah. God has a way of revealing things to people that are listening just like this guy. And just like me, he revealed this to both of us at the same exact time. And I am no physicist, and I in no way can describe it the way he described it. And I even told my wife last week, I was like, I have this theory about light and matter, and I do not know how to put it. Like, And, and I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how the math works in it. I don't know how it works. But this guy does, and he did it yesterday. So it, it blows my mind that God reveals things at certain times. And if you're listening, you can, you can absorb that when he does so. It's wild. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's just like, like when we're, we're praying or even just like going through, you know, like with the frequency thing, you know, they try to say, well, listen to the 432 or the 528 Hertz and have that in the background when you're doing either your affirmations or your prayers. Well, depending on what your thought is behind that. And I actually talked to someone about it in the Christ followers room today because she was talking, you know, I said, good morning. And you know me, I always start off and try to say good morning, no matter if it's, you know, we all have different things that are going on and, you know, we may not always wake up being happy or whatever, but it's the way that we, we look at the world. You know, if we look at things as being negative, that's all we're going to see. And so I was telling them, you know, she was saying that she suffers from migraines. Well, a long time ago, when I was going through, you know, even nursing school, I told my aunt, you know, I'm, I, I am, how did I word it? I think I told her I was going for my RN and she liked that. I said I was going for instead of trying to get, because right. it leaves, you know, like I'd said, I think I said it on Thursday's show about how words are, are spells, you know, depending on how we use those words, we can literally cast spells, good or bad. And not that we're, you know, trying to be witches or, you know, warlocks or anything like that. But the powerful vibration of our words and the along with the intentions behind them. Like I can sit there and say, I am truly grateful for the things that I have in my life. Well, if I feel that in my heart, just like with prayers, if I feel what I'm praying in my heart, then you're going to get that positive response. But if I'm just like, uh, I'm truly grateful for things I have in my life, you know, I mean, you could definitely Bible. tell the difference. You know, he told us in the Bible that 
uh, the power of life and death is in the tone. It is. It definitely is. And words it's not that have meaning and, and symbols have meaning and words are really just symbols in organized fashion. That's all words. They is. are. That is very, very true. And that's why the Masons, you know, they say many people have said how, you know, that, and I, I'd say, I hate to say this, but a lot of evil demonic people, including Satan knows the Bible better than a lot of other people because they know the truth in those words. Right. Just like, like, like paperback just said, horses respond to positive and negative energy coming off people. So do uh, all animals. Yeah. Uh, dogs. Working at the vet's office for so long, you, you, you just learn the body language of these dogs and you know, you know, by looking at them what they're thinking and they know what you're thinking. You don't have yeah. to change words. They, the energy is there, and they, dogs are an amazing presenter of body language. Once you get to learn them, like they say so much without, with their bodies, you know, it, it's just amazing what you can read from them. But, but they, that's why you can always, you can pretty much trust a dog to determine whether somebody's a good person or a bad person, because that dog knows the energy that person's giving off, and they sense it better than us because they're not perverted by things of the world you know they just feel right. and sense it you know they're not they're not worried about well oh well this person likes kanye so they must be good or this person voted for trump they're good bad whatever you know they just sense the energy they don't put any other things associated <laughs> with it right and you can really like the eyes a lot of people say the eyes are the windows of your soul. Well, dogs, that's why they'll look at you in the eyes. And if you look, I mean, like, really look at the dog's eyes, you know, you can really, that's what I've always done. You know, when I approach a new dog that I've never met, I'll look them in the eye and hold and my hand out. So that way they can sense my energy and they can see the intent through the eyes. Right. To and know, okay, I'm not meaning you. them harm. That's one thing you never want to do with a dog that's being aggressive is look it in the eyes. Uh, so they probably do they think that's just like a um, well, that is to them that is I am not afraid of you I'm coming at you yes if you avert uh, you know that eye contact's a serious thing for dogs it's funny huh so far I've been fortunate <laughs> but that's what I usually do yeah I'll, I'll get down kind of not all the way on their level but kind of squat down so you know because people were taller than them you know so they're right. automatically are like hey. It's a big old person that I don't know, you know, regardless that even my little five foot self, I'm still, you know, to a dog. I'm, well, unless it's like a, a great Dane or a big old mastiff, you know, right. Still well, tall. Even, even deers are trained, trained. I shouldn't say trained. Even deers are instinctively aware to look at the, look for the eyes of somebody. I found that out by walking just, just my hikes and stuff. You know, I encounter deers all the time. And they'll stare at you. And, you and you can stare at them and stare at them and you can kind of move while you're staring at them. But if you break eye contact and look back at them, they freak out <laughs> Wow! That's when, huh. they, that's when they spook and that's when they run away. It's pretty wild. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, brother, I am going to go ahead and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and pray it out. It's getting right about at the hour mark and I know we're not stuck on the time, but um, 
we're probably going to be heading back here. I think my temperature is probably about dry. And so I don't want to risk losing signal going down the road and this thing not wanting to upload. Podbean has been a really big pain uploading for mobile. I have to go onto the website and then if not, I'll lose it pretty quickly. So I don't want to lose it. Tam thankfully has been teaching me lots of stuff, but if y'all um, we'll go ahead and pray it out and close it out. I appreciate you so much for coming on brother, man. It was great having you on and wonderful it. information. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love coming on shows, talking oh, about. Oh yeah, well, we'll have to have you back on again. Yeah, because we've got a whole lot more stuff we can talk about, especially with that, um, with the information that you were talking about with the Titan and those patents. Man, that's gosh, yeah, that's a whole episode stuff. on its own, right? It's, it's deep, mind blowing stuff. There's, I don't know, fifteen or twenty of those patents too. It's, it's not just one. There's a whole list of them. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. Well, if y'all will bow your heads, if you're driving, please don't bow your head and close your eyes. God knows your heart and knows that he, he wants you safe, not stupid. So don't close your eyes if you're driving. But um, if y'all bow your heads and, and close your eyes, if you're not driving, we'll say us a little closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've allowed us to gather together for the information that, that MSM Liars was able to bring and and the others in chat were able to bring and just for us being able to have this conversation into digging into more ways of, of what shows how God has really, uh, how you father have revealed your plan to us and, and let us in on some of the things that have been trying to be hidden from us by people that mean us harm. You always do turn it into good father. And we thank you for doing that. And we thank you for just loving us so much, Father. Uh, you always, always love us. Even before we were formed in the womb, you loved us and knew us. And for that, we are so grateful. Father, we ask for prayers tonight for all of those that are that are lost and, and trying to search and find that part that they're missing, that, that they're missing you. And um, I pray, Father, that you touch somebody's life that can touch their lives and come into these people and and heal them from the inside out because you are the ultimate physician and healer father your light and your glory and your grace is what continues to give us the power to be able to not only disciple to those that are lost but also to be able to disciple to our other brothers and sisters that that need that encouragement father and and we thank you for those that continue to inspire all of us and, and and we thank you for just using us to do your work and to help glorify your name because that's what we're here for father you you sent jesus to die on that cross for us to show us what it is to be a true genuine sinless person and and by your grace and and the grace of Jesus, we are able to be saved and we are so blessed and thankful for that blood on that cross that unbroke those chains that released us from the bondage of, of being held down by our sins. Father, we thank you for each and every one of us that was that's here tonight, those that are going to be listening later, and, and even those that, that we haven't met yet that still are, are seeking you. We, we thank you for them and we praise you for all of the wonderful blessings that you've given us. We pray that you continue to, 
to guide us and to use us to do your work, to glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Great prayer, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Well, guys, it's been a wonderful night, a wonderful chat. I enjoyed it so much. And and, and I hope that I, I was able to keep the nerves at bay a little bit better tonight. Thursday, I was kind of uh, under the Benadryl spell from the allergy and everything else. But I thank you all for being here. And I will see you guys online. Um some of this information I'll make sure to post in knickknacks and John, if you'll send me those links on those patents, I can put them in there. If you want to put them in there, that's fine. It's telegram dot snacks and I K K I S N A K S. And, um, the next show for the evening show is going to be Thursday night at 7 PM Eastern time. Day and Thursday we'll have Bible 11 a.m. Eastern. So I will see y'all there. I pray everybody has a wonderful, blessed night and appreciate you being here. God bless you all.